All right, that music certainly means that baseball is right around the corner. Spring training is just 42 days away, the first game of the spring training season. The Cubs kicked off their 2023 convention tonight just across the river from WGN Radio at the Sheridan Grand Hotel, featuring Cubbies of the past and present, including a guy that is going on stage shortly at the convention with his off-the-mound show. He pitched for two iconic franchises, the Cubs and the Red Sox, that play in iconic ballparks, Wrigley and Fenway. And now Ryan Dempster is pitching for the Marquee Sports Network. And since 2018, he's hosted Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster, a baseball-themed show featuring interviews, current and former MLB stars, as well as the occasional actors, musicians, and comedians. And Ryan joins us now on WGN Radio. Ryan, how are you, my friend? Good. I'm, I'm excited. It's, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a good time. It's been a while since we had a Cubs convention. And, you know, this time you turn the clock to the new year, you get excited for what the possibilities are for a team in the, in the new championship season. So I'm doing great. You know what? It's so true. Like, you know, February 24th, first uh, spring training game of the season, and, and players report usually mid-February. But honestly, it couldn't come fast enough. Like, you just get out of the holiday season, the new year, and it's just cold, dead of winter. And baseball just gives you that anticipation and sense of hope and summer that it's just right around the corner. It really does. You know, there's this low point that happens right after the winter meetings when kind of baseball news just dies down. The holidays come, people are doing their stuff for Christmas, they go on their vacations. And now we get into that window where, like, spring training is closer than it is in the mirror. So all yeah. of a sudden it's like, here we go. And, you know, as a as a fan of a team, you, like, start to get, you know, this feeling of excitement because what's my what's my team looking like this year? Do we have a chance to go to the playoffs? Um, and as a fan of the game, you just you get excited about all the possibilities and guys on new teams and new cities, and um, and everybody's zero and zero. Everybody's off to a fresh start. <laughs> That's and, true. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your payroll is. Everybody's got an equal opportunity right now. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. And and again, this Cubs convention is such a great celebration. I mean, really, first one since January nine, uh, January twenty twenty. But you know, off the mound, I have to tell you. No matter when I see it and when you've got it on the air, when you're doing a podcast version or whatever, it's so much fun. And a lot of sports figures, and and you know this too, transition to broadcasting after their playing careers are over. But transitioning to hosting a show like this is pretty unique. Is this something like in the back of your head? Did you always want to do something like this? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think I always loved the idea of it and... You know, when I was playing a lot of the, my career, especially the second half of my career, I did a lot of that stuff in general, just in the on the bus rides, in the locker room, on the plane rides, was, <laughs> yeah. you know, engaged with each other and telling stories and laughing. Like, I love I love to laugh, um, and I love seeing a room of people laughing. So um, to be able to humanize the player a little bit and, and share some fun stuff, see that side of them, the personal side of them, um, talk baseball, yeah, absolutely, you know, but, like, Let's find out about your kids or your dog or do you play an instrument or whatever it is that we can find something about you that's unique and highlight that. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, when we're, baseball is a short period of our life. We're much more than that as, as players, and, and I think that's the fun part about Off the Mound is we, we really try to bring that out. You're known for your dry sense of humor, some ball busting on the side too, but you took some improv classes at I.O. Chicago after your playing career like what what told you to yeah i'm gonna do that i'm gonna try this i want to i want to sharpen my my skills a little bit like what did you think of when you were thinking improv i i think i was just thinking i didn't know really exactly what direction i wanted to go as far as you know um 
post-baseball broadcasting world, um, I loved my idea in my head of the off the round, but I, I know how much hard work that is, that these yeah. people have shows, media, the work that they put in in order to hone those skills, and I figured improv would be a great way for that. Man, what a thrill. Like, you know, the, I, I remember the first, how awkward the first few improv classes were, and then you get to know your group a little bit, right. and then you start to kind of get that ball rolling, and, uh, and you do different exercises and different things that just, you know, when you're thrown into a moment, you know, that could be when you're running, when I'm running a show, things get uncomfortable for a second. How do we get out of this? Or how do we make the best of this? And I think improv really, really teaches that to you. And, and it wasn't just people trying to get into the industry. There, there was teachers there, you know, there was somebody yeah. who's like, I don't know how rambunctious my class is going to get. So let me just figure this out. And it's just a really healthy thing. I recommend it to a ton of people, even if you're not in that, you know, entertainment industry. No, it's great for public speaking. It's great for business. Um, I sent my kids to Second City classes when they were pretty young just to kind of form that comedy. You know, you know, you always hear sometimes in your life, you know, there's a time and place for that sense of humor. And it kind of hones that down a little bit, which is which is very cool. But how, what was it like when they, you know, some of these folks must have known who you were. Like, what do they think when they when they saw Ryan Dempster, you know, walking in to I.O. Chicago? I think that was actually honestly the probably part of the fun was um at first for the, at least my first season like my first class level one nobody really knew who i was which was really awesome yeah that is cool um, yeah, yeah. and then like midway through level two somebody's like hey just curiosity are you the guy that played baseball and i was like yeah and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> you know and then it was like it was a little bit of a thing but yeah a lot of fun and like i said the exercises were just a blast and um yeah just just try to like you know, challenge myself in life however I can and uh, and have a fun. Improv's great, and it does bring comedy, but also sometimes maybe not the best time to use, like when you're going through security at TSA or you get pulled over by a cop. <laughs> yes, that's Now's true. not the time to use your improv skills. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> um, I've been doing this 10-plus years, and I have, like, a mental wish list of people I'd love to have on the show one day. Like, you must have that, too. Like, you've been doing this for a while now. Like, you know, is there somebody, like, on your wish list that would you, you'd you love to have join you on the show? Um, yeah, a couple of the Bill Murray's one that I would love to have on. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I have a, a little bit of a relationship with Bill, and, and I've known him over the years. He's a diehard Cup fan, and, and he's just so much fun. Um, Ken Burns is another one oh, I would love to talk yeah, to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and actually George W. Bush, uh, nope. I, I had a chance to, uh, you know, he was an owner. He was in baseball. Yes, he was. Yeah. 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 And, and then, you know, and, and loves the game. I had a chance to go to the white house, um, with a group of guys after the, uh, 08 season we had in January of 09, we had a big dinner up there and had a chance to talk with them a little bit about baseball and, I just think that would be a fun side to share with people. He, he definitely loves the game. Yeah, no question. No, no question. Um, so talking about this season, you know, the Cubs front office has really done a great job in the offseason regarding keeping their promises towards opening the checkbook a little bit and, and fielding a competitive team for 2023, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you've gotten better, right? And that's like the goal is they they have a strong end to the season for m- multitude of different reasons. You could say, um, you know, guys, uh, you know, scheduling, um, you know, uh, the unknown, those kind of things. Some teams pop up in September, but at the end of the day, those guys played really good baseball. And, um, and so how do you build off of that? Well, 
the easiest way is to keep the pressure on and keep those guys motivated. And by by creating friendly competition and depth, you now just make your organization that much better. And you know, you're you're talking about guys like Jamison Tyon, who has the potential to be you know an ace on a staff. I mean, he's definitely a, a as solid a number two as there is, if not a number one. Um, Cody Bellinger, this guy was the NL MVP in 2019, and if it wasn't for an injury when he's high-fiving a guy after going deep in the World crazy. Series, I know. we might have seen a different couple years out of him in, in the last couple of years, and he's healthy now. And then to go out there and get the shortstop that you know you wanted, I mean, Dansby Swanson, this guy's elite. He's a winner. He's won everywhere he's been. You know, he's a national championship winner at, at Vanderbilt. Um, he won in the minor leagues. He wins in the big leagues. There's something to that. You can go out and get all the talent you want. That's great. True. You want people who know how to play the game and win, and he's a winner. So it was just so far a really, really well done, well put together offseason by Jed and Carter and the entire crew. I was watching Cubs 360 on Marquee, and uh, you guys were giving your predictions for a starting lineup, which I love because, again, it gets me excited about the about the season. Um, but there's just a lot of new names up there. <laughs> like, There's just a lot yeah. of new names to get used to. I think as a Cubs fan, you really got to do your homework a little bit. Yeah, and, and you know, there's some names you'll recognize. Like I said, like guys like Bellinger, a guy like Eric Hosmer, who, you know, I, I know it's not official yet, and I'm sure that'll get done here at some point soon. But, um, you know, and then you got, you know, new new superstars of the game. I mean, Dancy Swanson, this guy, like I said, all-star. He's a gold glover. He's, you know, had a breakout season, but he's just coming into his own. You got, and you're going to have other new guys, you know, like guys like Mash Mervis. You know, Matt has a chance to maybe break with the club, and there's, there is some new faces, and that's okay, but I think, you know, a lot of these guys, they're here to stay, and, and they want to come here, and they want to win, and um, it's if I'm a Cubs fan right now, given especially um, what you went through, and then now all of a sudden uh, the last couple of years haven't been the best, and then now you have all this excitement, man, that's got to be something to put a smile on your face. It, it, I'm getting ready for the season. It feels like 2014 a little bit. I remember looking at the roster and recognizing a couple names and being like, boy, i got to learn who all these new folks were. And that's literally, you know, two, three seasons before the World Series. And, and you got guys like Marcus um, Stroman out there. Like, you know, in a mostly forgettable season for the Cubs last year, he showed some real flashes of brilliance, I think. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, he battled through the little injury stuff. we got to remember these guys had a short in spring training. They're kind of... Routine got thrown off and uh, with the lockout, and just some guys went through their ups and downs early in the year. And when when Stroke came back off the IL, he was he was nasty all year. This guy, I mean, he knows how to pitch. He competes. He wants to go out there and beat you every fifth day. Um, he's athletic. He feels his position. Um, another guy in that rotation. When you start to fill that out, like you look at where the rotation ended last year, and then you you add these pieces. You bring Smiley back, and then you just keep bumping guys down. Every team's going to need six, seven, eight starters. Even the best ones, the ones that go out there and win the World Series, they need guys to fill in. And, you know, and you put Stroman, and now you add Tyon, and you get Hendricks back healthy at some point during the year. And then you have, you know, the young guys, like, um, like I said, Justin Steele and Wisniewski and Keegan Thompson, just a lot of depth. And when you have depth in your pitching staff, mm-hmm. you already have, like, a notch up on the rest of the league. Everybody starts to get envious because you need that. Guys sure. go down for whatever reasons, and the more guys you have, the better off you are. Absolutely. Um, you know, coaching staff, I know 11 of the coaches are returning. There's a new uh, hitting coach, uh, assistant hitting coach, and so forth. But 
I've always loved David Ross. I mean, you cannot not love this guy. But he's had his work cut out for him these last few years. Sometimes I look at him and I'm like, oh, man, we got to get through this. Yeah, and I think, you know, that, that transition of, of who he was as the player and teammate to who, he, who he's trying to become as a manager and, you know, um, getting the respect of the players, earning the respect of the players, them respecting him back because of that, um, and then how you want to go about your business. And um, listen, every manager will tell you, and it's the truth, the more talented my team is, the better manager I am. Um, but, you know, it does make a difference. And when you have a good manager and somebody that um, will do anything for you, you're going to go out there and do everything you can to win for that guy. And um, managers can lift you up. Other managers can can bring a team down. And he's one of those guys that lifts you up and lets guys just be themselves at the same time, play, te- you know, teaching the right things of respecting the game and playing the game the right way, paying attention to the little details. Every single day you go to the ballpark, you have a chance to win a game. It starts with the guy out on the mound. He has the ultimate chance to go out there and dominate, as we've seen in games in the past, guys throw no hitters. And then after that, you have your offense, and then you have your defense, and then there's all these little minute things that happen throughout the game. David really preaches those things of, you know, how can I beat you with base running? How can I beat you with maybe I find somebody tipping pitches and we can all figure out how to use that? How can I, you know, maybe be a little bit better getting to a ball on the gap and hitting the cutoff guys? All of these little things, that's what champions do better than everybody else. Everybody at the big league level is talented. How do you do the little things? Because those ultimately will set you apart. Absolutely. And, and the leadership is, and is so important. And you, you played, Ryan, for Dusty Baker. You played for Lou Pinella. Differences, very big differences in working for both these guys. But you really knew that Dusty was on your side, and he really, really cared about his players. And he proved it to you over and over again, didn't he? Yeah, how, how awesome was that? I was so happy for him. Listen, I know I had a ton of people out there didn't want the Astros winning the World Series because of the whole banging on trash cans thing, but which I get and I understand. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I, I was elated because um, he was. He was always looking out for you as a, as a human and as a person and then as a baseball player. And so there was always this feeling of, like, Dusty never really called me in the office to ask me how my arm was doing. He asked me how my family was doing. Are your mom and dad doing well? Uh, you know, yeah. how's things at home? Um, that, that, that goes a long way, man. And, and, you know, we get asked all the time about sports when we're doing our job through media, through interviews, but when the man in charge, you know, has that kind of, has your back, um, it promotes great things. And Dusty's always done that. He's been a winner all along the way. And that carrot that he's been chasing forever, he finally got to rip it it. off the string and eat it. (laughs) I was so happy for him. Yeah, no question. No question. All right, here's the big breaking news, uh, Ryan. Coca-Cola is back at Wrigley after a 42-year hiatus. So the last time you could have a Coke at Wrigley was the year Jack Brickhouse retired from the from the broadcast booth. There's going to be some excited people at Wrigley. I know, I know how many people like a good Coca-Cola on a hot summer's day. Washing down that hot dog, I get it. Yeah, Go for it. Go for it. Catch Ryan Dempster, of course, at the Cubs convention all weekend and on the Marquee Sports Network all throughout the season. Ryan, thanks, pal. I, I'm so glad you took a little time tonight before you go on stage and, and have fun this weekend with the fans. Oh, we will. I can't. I can't wait. And if you if you get a chance, tune in tonight. It'll be on Aaron live on Marquee Sports Network too. So the whole the whole show will be on there. So. Okay, I'll Come be on. watching. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Ryan. All right, take care, bud. You got it.
All right, that music certainly means that baseball is right around the corner. Spring training is just 42 days away, the first game of the spring training season. The Cubs kicked off their 2023 convention tonight just across the river from WGN Radio at the Sheridan Grand Hotel. Featuring Cubbies of the past and present, including a guy that is going on stage shortly at the convention with his off-the-mound show. He pitched for two iconic franchises, the Cubs and the Red Sox, that play in iconic ballparks, Wrigley and Fenway. And now Ryan Dempster is pitching for the Marquee Sports Network. And since 2018, he's hosted Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster, a baseball-themed show featuring interviews, current and former MLB stars, as well as the occasional actors, musicians, and comedians. And Ryan joins us now on WGN Radio. Ryan, how are you, my friend? Good. I'm, I'm excited. It's, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is good times. It's been a while since we had a Cubs convention, and, you know, this time you turn the clock to the new year, you get excited for what the possibilities are for a team in the, in the new championship season. So I'm doing great. You know what? It's so true. Like, you know, February 24th, first uh, spring training game of the season and and players report usually mid-February. But honestly, it couldn't come fast enough. Like you just get out of the holiday season, the new year, and it's just cold, dead of winter. And baseball just gives you that anticipation and sense of hope and summer that it's just right around the corner. It really does. You know, there's this low point that happens right after the winter meetings when kind of baseball news just dies down, the holidays come, people are doing their stuff for Christmas, they go on their vacations. And now we get into that window where like spring training is closer than it is in the mirror. So all yeah. of a sudden it's like, here we go. And, you know, as a, as a fan of a team, you're like, start to get, you know, this feeling of excitement because what's my, what's my team looking like this year? Do we have a chance to go to the playoffs? Um, and as a fan of the game, you just, you get excited about all the possibilities and guys on new teams and new cities and um, and everybody's zero and zero. Everybody's off to a fresh start. <laughs> That's and, true. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your payroll is. Everybody's got an equal opportunity right now. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. And and again, this Cubs convention is such a great celebration. I mean, really, first one since January nine, uh, January twenty twenty. But you know, off the mound, I have to tell you. No matter when I see it and when you've got it on the air, when you're doing a podcast version or whatever, it's so much fun. And a lot of sports figures, and and you know this too, transition to broadcasting after their playing careers are over. But transitioning to hosting a show like this is pretty unique. Is this something like in the back of your head? Did you always want to do something like this? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think I always loved the idea of it and... You know, when I was playing a lot of the, my career, especially the second half of my career, I did a lot of that stuff in general, just in the bu- on the bus rides, in the locker room, on the plane rides, was, <laughs> yeah. you know, engage with each other and telling stories and laughing. Like, I love I love to laugh, um, and I love seeing a room of people laughing. So um, to be able to humanize the player a little bit and, and share some fun stuff, see that side of them, the personal side of them, um, talk baseball, yeah, absolutely, you know, but, like, Let's find out about your kids or your dog or do you play an instrument or whatever it is that we can find something about you that's unique and highlight that. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, when we're, baseball is a short period of our life. We're much more than that as, as players, and, and I think that's the fun part about Off the Mound is we, we really try to bring that out. You're known for your dry sense of humor, some ball busting on the side too, but you took some improv classes at I.O. Chicago after your playing career like what what told you to yeah i'm gonna do that i'm gonna try this i want to i want to sharpen my my skills a little bit like what did you think of when you were thinking improv i i think i was just thinking i didn't know really exactly what direction i wanted to go as far as you know um 
post-baseball broadcasting world, um, I loved my idea in my head of the off the mound, but I, I know how much hard work that is, that these yeah. people have shows, media, the work that they put in in order to hone those skills, and I figured improv would be a great way for that. Man, what a thrill. Like, you know, the, I, I remember the first, how awkward the first few improv classes were, and then you get to know your group a little bit, right. and then you start to kind of get that ball rolling, and, uh, and you do different exercises and different things that just, you know, when you're thrown into a moment, you know, that could be when you're running, when I'm running a show, things get uncomfortable for a second. How do we get out of this? Or how do we make the best of this? And I think improv really, really teaches that to you. And, and it wasn't just people trying to get into the industry. There, there was teachers there, you know, there was somebody yeah. who's like, I don't know how rambunctious my class is going to get. So let me just figure this out. And it's just a really healthy thing. I recommend it to a ton of people, even if you're not in that, you know, entertainment industry. No, it's great for public speaking. It's great for business. Um, I sent my kids to Second City classes when they were pretty young just to kind of form that comedy. You know, you know, you always hear sometimes in your life, you know, there's a time and place for that sense of humor. And it kind of hones that down a little bit, which is which is very cool. But how, what was it like when they, you know, some of these folks must have known who you were. Like, what do they think when they when they saw Ryan Dempster, you know, walking in to I.O. Chicago? I think that was actually honestly the probably part of the fun was um at first for the, at least my first season like my first class level one nobody really knew who i was which was really awesome yeah that is cool um, yeah, yeah. and then like midway through level two somebody's like hey just curiosity are you the guy that played baseball and i was like yeah and they're like what are you doing here <laughs> you know and then it was like it was a little <laughs> bit of a thing but yeah a lot of fun and like i said the exercises were just a blast and um yeah just just try to like you know, challenge myself in life however I can and uh, and have a fun. Improv's great, and it does bring comedy, but also sometimes maybe not the best time to use, like when you're going through security at TSA or you get pulled over by a cop. <laughs> yes, that's Now's true. not the time to use your improv skills. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> um, I've been doing this 10-plus years, and I have, like, a mental wish list of people I'd love to have on the show one day. Like, you must have that, too. Like, you've been doing this for a while now. Like, you know, is there somebody, like, on your wish list that would you, you'd you love to have join you on the show? Um, yeah, a couple of the Bill Murray's one that I would love to have on. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, I have a, a little bit of a relationship with Bill, and, and I've known him over the years. He's a diehard Cup fan, and, and he's just so much fun. Um, Ken Burns is another one oh, I would love to talk yeah, to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and actually George W. Bush, uh, nope. I, I had a chance to, uh, you know, he was an owner. He was in baseball. Yes, he was. Then, yeah. 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 And, and then, you know, and, and loves the game. I had a chance to go to the white house, um, with a group of guys after the, uh, 08 season we had in January of 09, we had a big dinner up there and had a chance to talk with them a little bit about baseball and, I just think that would be a fun side to share with people. He, he definitely loves the game. Yeah, no question. No no question. Um, so talking about this season, you know, the Cubs front office has really done a great job in the offseason regarding keeping their promises towards opening the checkbook a little bit and, and fielding a competitive team for 2023, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you've gotten better, right? And that's like the goal is they they have a strong end to the season for multitude of different reasons. You could say, um, you know, guys, uh, you know, scheduling, um, you know, uh, the unknown, those kind of things. Some teams pop up in September, but at the end of the day, those guys played really good baseball. And, um, and so how do you build off of that? Well, 
the easiest way is to keep the pressure on and keep those guys motivated. And by by creating friendly competition and depth, you now just make your organization that much better. And you know, you're you're talking about guys like Jamison Tyon, who has the potential to be you know an ace on a staff. I mean, he's definitely a, a as solid a number two as there is, if not a number one. Um, Cody Bellinger, this guy was the NL MVP in 2019, and if it wasn't for an injury when he's high-fiving a guy after going deep in the World crazy. Series, we might have seen a different couple of years out of him in, in the last couple of years, and he's healthy now. And then to go out there and get the shortstop that you know you wanted, I mean, Dansby Swanson, this guy's elite. He's a winner. He's won everywhere he's been. You know, he's a national championship winner at, at Vanderbilt. Um, he won in the minor leagues. He wins in the big leagues. There's something to that. You can go out and get all the talent you want. That's great. True. You want people who know how to play the game and win, and he's a winner. So it was just so far a really, really well done, well put together offseason by Jed and Carter and the entire crew. I was watching Cubs 360 on Marquee, and uh, you guys were giving your predictions for a starting lineup, which I love because, again, it gets me excited about the about the season. Um, but there's just a lot of new names up there. <laughs> like, There's just a yeah. lot of new names to get used to. I think as a Cubs fan, you really got to do your homework a little bit. Yeah, and, and you know, there's some names you'll recognize. Like I said, like guys like Bellinger, a guy like Eric Hosmer, who, you know, I, I know it's not official yet, and I'm sure that'll get done here at some point soon. But, um, you know, and then you got, you know, new uh, new superstars of the game. I mean, Dancy Swanson, this guy, like I said, all-star. He's the gold glover. He's, you know, had a breakout season, but he's just coming into his own. You got, and you're going to have other new guys, you know, like guys like Mash Mervis. You know, Matt has a chance to maybe break with the club, and there's, there is some new faces, and that's okay, but I think, you know, a lot of these guys, they're here to stay, and, and they want to come here and they want to win. And um, it's if I'm a Cubs fan right now, given especially um, what you went through and then now all of a sudden uh, the last couple of years haven't been the best, and then now you have all this excitement, man, that's got to be something to put a smile on your face. It, it, I'm getting ready for the season. It feels like 2014 a little bit. I remember looking at the roster and recognizing a couple names and being like, boy, i got to learn who all these new folks were. And that's literally, you know, two, three seasons before the World Series. And, and you got guys like Marcus um, Stroman out there, like, you know, in a mostly forgettable season for the Cubs last year. He showed some real flashes of brilliance, I think. No, absolutely. I mean, he, you know, he battled through the little injury stuff. we got to remember these guys had a shortened spring training. They're kind of routine got thrown off and uh, with the lockout and just some guys went through their ups and downs early in the year. And when, when stroke came back off the IL, he was, he was nasty all year. This guy, I mean, he knows how to pitch. He competes. He wants to go out there and beat you every fifth day. Um, he's athletic. He feels his position. Um, another guy in that rotation, when you start to fill that out, like you look at where the rotation ended last year. And then you, you add these pieces, you bring smiley back and then you just keep bumping guys down. Every team's going to need, six, seven, eight starters. Even the best ones, the ones that go out there and win the World Series, they need guys to fill in. And, you know, and you put Stroman, and now you add Tyon, and you get Hendricks back healthy at some point during the year. And then you have, you know, the young guys, like, um, like I said, Justin Steele and Wisniewski and Keegan Thompson, just a lot of depth. And when you have depth in your pitching staff, mm-hmm. you already have, like, a notch up on the rest of the league. Everybody starts to get envious because you need that. Guys True. go down for whatever reasons, and the more guys you have, the better off you are. Absolutely. Um, you know, coaching staff, I know 11 of the coaches are returning. There's a new uh, hitting coach, uh, assistant hitting coach, and so forth. But 
I've always loved David Ross. I mean, you cannot not love this guy. But he's had his work cut out for him these last few years. Sometimes I look at him, I'm like, oh, man, we got to get through this. Yeah, and I think, you know, that, that transition of, of who he was as the player and teammate to who, he, who he's trying to become as a manager and, you know, um, getting the respect of the players, earning the respect of the players, them respecting him back because of that, um, and then how you want to go about your business. And um, listen, every manager will tell you, and it's the truth, the more talented my team is, the better manager I am. Um, but, you know, it does make a difference. And when you have a good manager and somebody that um, will do anything for you, you're going to go out there and do everything you can to win for that guy. And um, managers can lift you up. Other managers can can bring a team down. And he's one of those guys that lifts you up and lets guys just be themselves at the same time, play, you know, teaching the right things of respecting the game and playing the game the right way, paying attention to the little details. Every single day you go to the ballpark, you have a chance to win a game. It starts with the guy out on the mound. He has the ultimate chance to go out there and dominate, as we've seen in games in the past. Guys throw no hitters. And then after that, you have your offense, and then you have your defense, and then there's all these little minute things that happen throughout the game. David really preaches those things of, you know, how can I beat you with base running? How can I beat you with maybe I find somebody tipping pitches and we can all figure out how to use that? How can I, you know, maybe be a little bit better getting to a ball on the gap and hitting the cutoff guys? All of these little things, that's what champions do better than everybody else. Everybody at the big league level is talented. How do you do the little things? Because those ultimately will set you apart. Absolutely. And, and the leadership is, and is so important. And you, you played, Ryan, for Dusty Baker. You played for Lou Pinella. Differences, very big differences in working for both these guys. But you really knew that Dusty was on your side, and he really, really cared about his players. And he proved it to you over and over again, didn't he? Yeah, how, how awesome was that? I was so happy for him. Listen, I know I had a ton of people out there didn't want the Astros winning the World Series because the whole banging on trash cans thing, but which I get and I understand. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I, I was elated because um, he was. He was always looking out for you as a, as a human and as a person and then as a baseball player. And so there was always this feeling of, like, Dusty never really called me in the office to ask me how my arm was doing. He asked me how my family was doing. Are your mom and dad doing well? Uh, you know, yeah. how's things at home? Um, that, that, that goes a long way, man. And, and, you know, we get asked all the time about sports when we're doing our job through media, through interviews, but when the man in charge, you know, has that kind of, has your back, um, it promotes great things. And Dusty's always done that. He's been a winner all along the way. And that carrot that he's been chasing forever, he finally got to rip it it. off the string and eat it. (laughs) I was so happy for him. Yeah, no question. No question. All right, here's the big breaking news, uh, Ryan. Coca-Cola is back at Wrigley after a 42-year hiatus. So the last time you could have a Coke at Wrigley was the year Jack Brickhouse retired from from the broadcast booth. There's going to be some excited people at Wrigley. I know, I know how many people like a good Coca-Cola on a hot summer's day. Washing down that hot dog, I get it. Yeah, Go for it. Go for it. Catch Ryan Dempster, of course, at the Cubs convention all weekend and on the Marquee Sports Network all throughout the season. Ryan, thanks, pal. I'm so glad you took a little time tonight before you go on stage and, and have fun this weekend with the fans. Oh, we will. I can't, I can't wait. And if you, if you get a chance, tune in tonight. It'll be on. Aaron live on Marquee Sports Network, too, so the whole the whole show will be on there. So. Okay, I'll Come be on. watching. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Ryan. All right, take care, bud. You got it.